0: Greetings and welcome to the new Jardu COVID-19 community podcast. This is episode two in an ongoing series where we bring you insights, stories, and experiences from those at the forefront of digital services in local government and higher education during these strange times, a term I imagine you've all heard a few times by now. Today's episode features Sarah Talbot, Head of Emerging Technology at Borough Council, and Andy Perkins, Director of Engineering at Jardu. Sarah talks about the emerging technology work that the council has been doing during this pandemic. She tells us about improving efficiencies around management of processes, those such as free school meals, which has seen a 2,000% increase in applications. She tells us how Swindon took root optimization work it had developed for the reporting and collection of high tipping and how it applied that work to food and medicine delivery. And she also tells us about converting a 583 hour monthly task to a 9.6 hour monthly task a 98.3 percent efficiency increase through robotic process automation the conversation was recorded especially for this podcast and runs a little over 15 minutes
1: so sarah so swindon council have the majority of the the Jardu platform available to use to, to manage your web experiences today and that you have the the web CMS, the forms, and the, the CXM case management aspects in, in production already. But it would be really great to hear about the emerging technology work that you're leading on at the council amidst this pan- pandemic, uh, and maybe touch on what different components you have brought together uh, as part of this work.
2: Absolutely. So, um, Swindon Borough Council uses Jardu and as its uh, main entry and capture uh, around uh, citizen engagement with our website. But the emerging technology team has been looking at how we can use Jardu data uh, and its capabilities in a slightly different way. So um, during the pandemic, we've been looking at um, uh, work that we've previously done on report type service patterns, uh, which previously had been developed things such as fly tipping, and that uses the neural network Uh, deep machine learning, learning technology um, and localized geospatial visualization, route navigation and optimization. And we've looked at uh, decoupling and reusing that in different ways. Um, And uh, that has two-way integration uh, with Jardu using the Jardu webhooks and the Jardu um, API. Uh, We've also done work around improving efficiencies and management processes, um, such as free school meals, where we've had a significant increase during this period. um, And we use robotics process automation to take Jardu email data. Um, And we've also um, looked at sentiment analysis. So we're doing some work live at the moment, interpreting, analyzing, and classifying emotional tone from text data, which again, we're taking from uh, Jardu forms uh, particularly uh, compliment and complaint areas and again where
1: we have free text in areas uh, service areas such as fly tipping. Excellent so that's that's all really exciting stuff so I mean in terms of the, the specific technologies that you've um, you know you've referred to there in, in terms of things like RPA and sentiment analysis and route optimization what what particular Um, applications have have you you used for things like that? Is that things like AWS Lex or, could you you talk a bit about that for us?
2: Yeah, absolutely. So um, in terms of the neural network modeling and deep machine learning, that's through things like AWS image recognition. So um, that enables us to uh, classify images for fly tipping, uh, graffiti, Uh, Potholes. Um, The localized geospatial visualization is through a council system uh, called iShare. Uh, The route navigation and optimization is through uh, Mapbox and Google Maps. And the sentiment analysis that we're working on is AWS Comprehend, but we also use things like uh, S3 buckets uh, within that and some Python, uh, similarly for the the fly tipping stuff. And uh, the RPA we're working uh, with a company called NDL who got a really good toolkit within that space that also allows us to reuse that for things like system integrations and uh, data movement and it does the OCR work as well so handwriting recognition.
1: Amazing. So you've you've, you've really been bringing together kind of best of breed. Um, applications from various different suppliers really to, to to bring together and unify as part of this overall solution that you're trying to build.
2: Absolutely, we've been really um, blessed with being able to build some fantastic partner-style relationships with a number of suppliers and uh, each piece of work that we do brings uh, multiple companies together like yourselves, with, like Amazon to help us deliver some real cutting-edge uh, work and there's been lots of interest from other councils and other people uh, in the marketplace uh, around areas that we're working on which is fantastic um, and we're really fortunate that through those partnerships people are working with us and supporting us around co-delivery models and that makes it really sustainable council moving forward and to increase its uh, skills and expertise
1: mm, definitely so I think uh, you've seen a massive increase in in applications for things like school meals and um, universal credit, I believe. Uh, so, I mean, I, I believe that's all data that's come in through um, data capture from the initial JALU form. I understand the team have done some great work to kind of speed up the necessary internal processing of this data, though. Um, can you talk us through about how the team have done that and which bits of those components you've used for that process? Absolutely. So, Currently, there's a
2: Jardu form on our site for parents and carers to apply for free school meals. During the current COVID situation, there's been a 2,000% increase in demand, um, and that's a direct link through to Significant increase around the need for universal credit, which free school meals forms part of the benefit output. Um, that work is currently done manually at the council, so there's a team work on that. They normally have a uh, applications a day, and that's uh, rounding at 65 to 100 per day. So that 2,000% increase caused a massive demand uh, within a business unit on something that we really needed to process very quickly. So children and families are in receipt of the relevant uh, food vouchers. So we um, were looking at RPA work and we were looking at at free school meals. What we've done is taken the Jardu form data through its uh, email and we've interpreted that and populated it into a structured database with our um, robotics process automation monitors real time um, and the moment it picks up an application from Jardu it processes through to the department for education and then into our children's system generating appropriate better um, information for parent carers in school so it checks the eligibility and then runs through all the necessary checks. If there's information that's been submitted incorrectly, for example, if a parent puts uh, accidentally wrong NI number, then we have exceptions management, and that allows the office staff to resolve those on an individual person basis where their real value is. But on the high volume, low value work, the RPA doing that and so we were looking to trial this over around a month uh, but having seen the increase uh, we did three weeks new volume of data uh, over a two-day period so the result is we've taken what is now 583 hours monthly down to 9.6 which is just managing the exceptions so that's a 2,000% increase where we've not had to increase staff or reallocate resource we're returning at 98.3% efficiency um, on where we were,
1: which is amazing. That's a that's an amazing uh, return on the investment there. So I, I imagine that this is allowing you to to look at RPA and the kind of solutions that you've built here to, to see how they can be adopted elsewhere across the council now?
2: Absolutely. There's a number of other areas um, around the COVID situation where we've got big demands and big processes that helped by using the RPA. Having technically been able to take JARDU data and uh, do some restructure and get the robotics working from that, it offers us a wealth of opportunities across all other areas um, to look at uh, processing uh, in a similar way, whether that be the business grants um, or any other type of of set process uh, that has rules around it. So the ability to interpret that data coming in Uh, from the Jardu interface.
1: Excellent. Um, Something that might be of interest that we've just recently released um, in the CXM platform is the um, GovUK Notify integration for um, SMS and email delivery just recently. Um, That's just been put in a beta phase just this last week, I believe. Um, But um, we're hoping to look at uh, introducing the letters capability. We're just looking for some Uh, customers that are kind of looking to uh, to utilize that functionality so if that's something of interest to you um, maybe that can help with actually delivering um, some of this kind of mail data uh, or or letters to to individuals as well so maybe that's a separate conversation we can pick up um, another time. Definitely happy to do that that sounds really good. I mean those those are um, efficiency gains that you've realised. I think you said 98.3% there, um, coming down to the 9.6 hours with um, the kind of exception handling. And um, what were your original targets, just out of interest, for those?
2: Um, I was hoping if, if we could reduce the workload by 50%. Um- For me, that looked good. I had no anticipation of uh, 98.3%. And I am uh, having conversations with my boss that that's not a marker for moving forwards. (laughs) Um, There's definitely... (laughs) There's definitely... uh, amazing efficiencies we could deliver but I don't want to be held to the 98 percent every time
1: <laughs> yeah you've set yourself a pretty high bar there for the next services that you, that you work on that's for sure so um you also mentioned that you you'd identified some pain points and, and optimizations that could be made around food and medicine deliveries for individuals um, and you reused some elements and learnings from some prior work, I believe, on, on like fly-tipping and graffiti service delivery.
2: Absolutely. So I think when we work in the emerging tech space, one of the things that's really interesting is the ability to do government reuse work. And when we started to um, get notifications internally around some redeployments through to voluntary services to help with demand, around the shielded uh, individuals at home, food deliveries, medicine deliveries, um, of which I am doing volunteer calls as, as well to shielded individuals. So, um, you know, we we all started to see the need to help in that area. So, I'm wearing two hats in that space. One, I am individually making calls to, to people and checking that they're okay and, and how we can support them. But also, I got the team to Together really quickly to think about the work that we've done recently and whether there was any opportunity to re-engineer that in a different way. So we've done that in a couple of ways. What we're able to do is uh, reuse some of the uh, route optimization and navigation for delivery of those services um, and uh, visits to people's homes. So taking the Mapbox and uh, Google Maps uh, navigation and optimization, we're able to look the best way in which we demand a uh, the most effective and efficient way possible and uh, give that so that individuals can access that through their smartphone uh, in their car for the navigation routing. So that's a really neat way to read something uh, completely differently. Uh, similarly, we also use the localized uh, geospatial to volunteer those in need um, and then make those deliveries. Uh, in the most optimized way based on locality to where they are so yeah it's it's been a, a cool way to reuse some, some work very differently.
1: I imagine some of the components you've you've used were existing um, software solutions that you you had in place at, at Swindon maybe things like iShare but were, were, is that the case for all or were things like the Mapbox uh, for example are they new components you've added to the stack and you've uh, rapidly had to adopt internally?
2: What we've got is, we, again, we've got Jardu data with
1: regard to
2: people in need um, and also volunteers. We've got Mapbox and Google Maps for optimisation and navigation as some new elements. Uh, iShare is, is there already.
1: You've managed to really see some of these um, positive gains in your efficiencies without really increasing expenditure to the council um, much at all given the, the services that you've, you've chosen to adopt there.
2: Yes, and I think that there's something that's really useful for other authorities there. Um, we're very happy to share the work and the code that we've done on this.
1: Okay, great. So I guess um, uh, from your observations, are there any current pain points or challenges you're experiencing right now? Uh, I believe there are... There are some off the back of entering the the reset phase now, um, having gone through from response to recovery and and now looking at at reset, really.
2: Yes, um, I think the biggest challenge that we have uh, at Swindon uh, as a whole is thinking about how we can assist around recovery, and that's businesses, residents plus our internal services. There's um, quite a lot of barriers there to coming back to something resembling normal, and I think might look a bit different for a while. So we're putting a huge amount of effort across the whole council into thinking about that. Um, we know that the challenges are We've got some really good learnings from the COVID response work. Um, and some of that really good stuff is being assessed to look at how we might redesign some services and meet permanent changes. Um, and, and taking that in mind, with expectations from our customers and some of the work we're doing on analysis helps look at blind spot people where people aren't necessarily engaging directly with us, but there are opinions around what services are looking like right now and where people think they should be moving forward. So we're going to use the sentiment analysis to look at gage areas for focus and where we might need to target resources and how our citizen priorities and expectations may change during these times. So it gives us some really good insight along with the other
1: learnings from what you've experienced um in this period of, of i suppose rapid solutioning um uh, as we've we've gone through this covid um uh, pandemic do you have any particular predictions for the new normal wow that's a big question <laughs> <laughs> um
2: i think i think Certainly, we've seen some really good technology movements and also some really good support layers in place. So there's definitely some really good learnings about how we can do things differently and how we can look at using a resource in the the best value ways and taking some of the technology Um, uh, to make that more efficient um, effective so that we're operating at at our absolute best and yeah we're doing a review of of those technology responses but I think you know things like the RPA results for example absolutely will help shape and take forward uh, a different view Um, and, and I suspect you know whilst uh, we don't necessarily all like sitting in our homes full time, there's definitely something there around a good balance of uh, homework life and having some some good time working from home as well. So there'll be lots of, of learnings to take forward.
1: Excellent. Well, I think that's pretty much all the questions that I I had lined up for today. Is Is there anything else that you'd like to add that um, I, I may have um, missed a touch on? I think the only
2: thing... Um, I'd like to say is all the work we're doing, we're wanting to share. So if people are interested in hearing more, to reach out. But also I think it's useful to look at uh, solutions like Jardu and see how you can interact with them in different ways and the value that you achieve through using things like the webhooks, the APIs, and the ticking that in technologies. And our experiences so far have been really valuable in this space so far. I guess uh, the only thing I would end on is don't just see it uh, as that forms engine, take a creative uh, thinking way as well.
0: Thank you to both Sarah and Andy for taking part in that conversation. The next episode will feature Jonathan Langdon, Digital Services Manager at Braintree District Council. Along with having to meet extraordinary challenges and supporting citizens in a time of great upheaval. Braintree has been working on redesigning its website to improve the user experience and to put accessibility at the very forefront of everything it's doing. Jonathan and I talk about why accessibility is more important than ever. If you work in digital services for local government and higher education, we'd love to hear your experiences. It only takes a 10-minute chat over Skype and could be really useful to others that are facing similar challenges. Equally, if you're facing a challenge another organization has overcome, it could be a way of getting some help, so please get in touch at Austin, which is a-U-S-T-I-N at Jardu.co.uk. If you haven't already, please check out the COVID-19 Community Toolbox by heading to jardunet slash library slash toolbox. Right, that's all for now. Thank you for listening and I'll see you on the next episode.